What's up, everybody? It's your favorite coach, Coach Vaughn, and this is the Coach Vaughn Podcast, where it's just you and me, baby, one-on-one. You know how I do. I talk about whatever's going on in the sports world, a stream of thought from my mouth to your ears, and it anchors right into that real-life stuff, love, basketball, comedy. You know how I do, like I said. And if you want to hear me talk about any of these things with my comedian friends and other people in the entertainment world, that's my grown-as-fuck podcast. Don't miss that either. It gets really real. And don't miss me on on the hot mic app doing live broadcasts of football basketball wrestling all kinds of stuff the invite code is coach vaughn to get on a hot mic app where you can follow me there and not miss any of my live broadcasts and i post all of this stuff on my social media go to grownafcomedy.com and you could get links to everything so you don't miss anything that i'm doing including my live stand-up comedy shows don't miss me anywhere doing anything but for right now, you, me, one, 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 on, one, Coach Vaughn Podcast. Let's go. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, there it is. There's that boom, 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 by popular demand. Your girl is back. This is the Coach Vaughn Podcast. I am Vaughn Carlo, your host, a.k.a. <laughs> AKA Coach Vaughn and Coach Vaughn is on, like I said, by popular demand. You guys want it, you got it. Here I am. You feel like I abandoned you, but I didn't. You guys don't listen to me, but listen, I'm going to listen to you. You're the consumer, you're the listener. You guys are digging my new podcast, the Grown as Fuck podcast. You like it but you like it with me having guests and chopping it up with them and talking all that real stuff with them. You get to watch me on YouTube. You get to listen to me on all the the normal places you listen to the Coach Vaughn podcast on on Spotify and and iTunes and uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called these days, Google Play, blah, 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 blah. You, You get to listen to the Grown As Fuck podcast. You get to watch it on YouTube. You get to do all of that. But... What you guys are telling me is that you enjoy the stream of thought that I have on Coach Juan Podcast. You like me talking about sports and anchoring it into all these other things that we get into. So I have not abandoned you. I was feeling like, you know, because I was doing the live broadcast with Hot Mike, and I'm still doing the live broadcast with Hot Mike, a lot of you guys popped over there. And we were doing what we do on the Coach Vaughn podcast, but during live games. And while you guys enjoy that, you still want the Coach Vaughn podcast because it's not when I'm doing the hot mic, the games are during, you know, it's on the game schedules whenever I can schedule those games. And a lot of times I'm doing stand up at night. So it's not like you're getting it every week. Like you were getting the Coach Vaughn podcast pretty consistently. You're, um, I'm going to get the Grown as Fuck podcast pretty consistently, but the hot mic is pretty sporadic because it's dependent on whatever live games is in the schedule on the hot mic app. I do appreciate you guys coming in there in the chat rooms and stuff. It's really fun. My mom comes in because I, I'm not a big football person. We already know that, but I do live broadcast. They do football, basketball, XFL is now on the hot mic app. Um, and also wrestling, WWE, and I'm even doing the Oscars, a live broadcast of the Oscars. That's this coming Sunday, um, 
But if you're listening to this past, then it doesn't matter. You can still follow me on the Hot Mic app by using the, um, uh, what is it called? The invite code, Coach Vaughn, because the Hot Mic app is invite only. So you download it, use the invite code, Coach Vaughn, and then you follow me there, share with friends, whatever. You'll hear me during live events. So I'm thinking that's all I needed for all my Coach Vaughn fans and listeners. But no. You want more, you greedy fox. Okay, I'm busy. Can I have a moment to myself? I got to always be running my mouth and talking. Jesus. So now you have, <laughs> so now you have the Coach Vaughn podcast. You have Hot Mike, and you have the Grown as Fuck podcast, and you have my live comedy show at the stand, Grown as Fuck comedy show, and everywhere else I'm doing stand up. You guys are exhausting. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm I'm happy that you guys are keeping me in high demand in your minds, hearts, and souls. So here I am back on the Coach Juan podcast. And it took me, a, a, I wanted to come back and talk about Kobe and everything, but I wanted to give it a minute. I feel like right now is... I know we want to honor him and and love him and all of that stuff, but it's almost feeling like overkill. Like every two seconds, someone is talking about Kobe and I get it. I am not saying at all that we should not talk about this man and honor his legacy. Absolutely. But it's almost like it's a thin line between exploiting and honoring and some of it I'm like y'all it's chill for a minute just just give it a minute just take a breath and really figure out how and when you want to honor his legacy and the also the lives of the other people that perished in the helicopter crash including his daughter and and the other families it's it's just so sad I have to tell you um I had people hitting me up that day on that Sunday when he passed. I believe it was a Sunday. And I had people hitting me up like I knew him personally. And I don't know him personally. And I was never really a big, like, I wasn't a Kobe hater, but I wasn't a Kobe fan. You never really heard me talking about him much. He just kind of was one of those players that does what he does. You expect it. And he's like, you know, I do, I have to admit, get the Coach Vaughn out that I do at the end of every Coach Vaughn podcast. Um, I start off with the Coach Vaughn is on. And then at the end, I go Coach Vaughn out. I started doing that with the Mamba out thing. I thought the Mamba out was so dope when he retired. And I've always respected him as a player. I always found it very ironic that he's not in the conversation when it comes to who's the GOAT, who's the greatest player of all time. We always talk about my boy LeBron and and Jordan, but somehow Kobe is missed in a lot of those conversations. And I just think that it was really dope how he handled it because he never was like, yo, I got to be, why ain't nobody talking about me? Like, what's up with that? I'm me. You never really heard Kobe like really giving a f- you know flying freaking fidge fudge fooky about whether or not he was included in those conversations because he was like you know I guess in his mind he was like I could show you better not better than I could tell you and one thing that people can't deny whether you loved him or hated him he was a beast on that court his work ethic and all of that 
And I think what hit people so hard, even people that didn't know him, because like I said, I had people hitting me up and texting me as if I knew him. When I tell you my daughter, who is not overly sentimental about, about a lot of things, she's young, she's in LA doing her thing, you know, how, how when kids move away, you know, you got to beg them to call their mama, call your mama, call your mama, call your mama. <laughs> Uh, some kids, you know, some, and she's going to be 21 soon. So I have to stop calling her a kid. As a matter of fact, her birthday is coming up and we are um, going to the Bahamas for her 21st birthday. And y'all, you, you know, I don't drink. And she's like, mom, you gotta have a drink with me on my 21st birthday. It's going to be great. And I'm going to really enjoy spending that time with her. And I'm looking forward to it. But like I said, even my daughter reached out. She texted me like, Hey mom, are you good? You know, my sister, is the one who, because I, I, I don't know what I was watching on TV or if I was watching TV or what I was doing, but I got a text from my sister, excuse me, telling me that Kobe Bryant had passed away in a, a, she said airplane crash at the time. I guess she didn't really have the full information. And I, <clears throat> excuse me, I couldn't even read it. I just, like, I couldn't say it out loud. I just looked at it like, this has to be fake news. You know, I, I think that was almost everybody's initial thought. Like, this has to be fake news. Whoever the person is that's making this up is trash. They should be freaking stoned to death. Damn it. Don't play like that, you know. But it was real. It was very real. And um, I, I cried like I did know him. And it, it hit me so hard. And I was like, I, I, I asked myself why. I was crying from the gut, y'all, from the gut. And I didn't, I was like, wow. Um, it was almost like one of those, it was like a 9-11 moment where the world just stood still at the shock of it. And I'm don't like tweet me or blog me about saying that, like I'm comparing Kobe's death to the profound moment of all the thousands and thousands of people that died in 9-11, if you don't get context when you're listening to me, don't listen to me. You know what I mean. It was one of those world standstill moments. It was so shocking. And then once I learned <coughs> the information of, you know, his daughter, sorry, I have to take a sip of water, his daughter passing as well, it, it just got that deeper. And everyone was affected by it for the most part. It shook people. And like I said, people who didn't even know him cried and cried from the gut. And it, it took me a minute. You know, I, I was asking myself why, like, what is this? Why is this affecting so many people? Is it just, it's not just because he was a profound basketball player. It's not, you know, people don't even watch basketball know Kobe Bryant. Why did this hit us so hard? And there's many, many reasons. But one of the thoughts that come to mind is um, for me, it it was just 41 years old. I mean, it's just young. And, and the other people that perished as well, they, there were children. You know, his daughter was only 13. And, and what, what a loss of just life of all of those people and 
it, there wasn't anyone elderly, you know, on the plane. It's like, oh, they're in their 90s. They lived a long life. It's, you know, the the excuses we give to ourselves to somehow find a way for death to be okay. And quite frankly, it's never quite okay. It's always gut-wrenching. My grandmother died, at, I believe she she was 96, I think, or 90, 90-something. She was in her 90s. And it, when my grandmother passed, it was six months after my fiance had passed away. So I was going through a lot at the time. And even though my grandmother was in her 90s, it pulled from my gut because it it was like a part of me had passed away. Now, that's my grandmother. Um, and you go, yeah, you know, my grandmother was great. She lived a life, a long life and helped lots of people along the way. And lots of people loved her and she contributed to the world in her way. And, and, but still, it was still like, wow, it, death hurts. Death hurts. It is hard on the living. Death is hard on the living. As my fiance used to say a lot and when Kobe when when the world found the found out the information about Kobe passing in this accident it 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 was like such a blow and I think like I said it's many many reasons but one of the reasons that came to mind when I was thinking about how I was crying from the gut and and why it hit me so hard it's so many reasons, but if you think about it, all the lives that were lost and, and him being so young himself and he lived a full life, no one could go, oh, that could be one of the excuses people are going like, oh, he lived, if I'm going to live, that's how I want to go out, you know, live a full life, accomplish many things, touch many people, live out my dreams. And yeah, that is absolutely a thousand percent correct. If you're going to go young, go accomplished, right? That's what we all aspire to be in a lot of ways is accomplished in, in our dreams and our goals. But I think where when I think about that, that's what was so sad to me. He just retired a short three years ago. So you mean to tell me you lived your whole life and and accomplish all these things and to accomplish greatness at the level that Kobe Bryant accomplished it takes great sacrifice, not just of himself and his body and his mind and, and all the discipline that we had. We already know what that mama mentality was and that's why he was so great. But his family, his wife, his children, his daughters, that he and all the people that were close to him they all sacrificed their time and with with him as a, a a person in their family that they're close to a father a wife a son daughter whatever um they made sacrifices for him to be great and supported his greatness and i think that's what hit me so hard that you mean to tell me all of this sacrifice and he just retired, had a beautiful retirement tour on the court. It's a beautiful ending, beautiful mamba out, you know, picture perfect American dream. And now is the time for him and his family to, to 
now enjoy the fruits of all that labor and look at look at what he was doing he was being um as the hashtag in that viral video of them talking about him being a girl dad um he was being an incredible from what we know and and I always say from what we know because we, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors we all speak from a place of of headlines clips and and reading and social media and all of that stuff however there is no evidence to, that shows otherwise that Kobe Bryant retired and moved on into a space with his family where he can be an an, an incredible husband and father and family man and a, just a great all-around man and person to his family and friends and you mean to tell me he and his family only got to enjoy that for a short couple of years, a short few years. That's what pulled me, my tears. That's what pulled my tears from my gut. No, no, that's not long enough. That's wrong. It's not, that's not how you imagine your life going. And this is, this is real life. Let's be real. Like I said, death is always, it doesn't matter who it is or what type is young, if it's old, if it's middle age, if it's a kid, if it's an adult, it's always gonna hurt. We never want to say goodbye. We never want to see other people hurting. And when I say that, I, I'm saying decent human beings. There are some trash ass people in the world that um don't care um, but I'm not speaking for or about them I'm talking about those of us that do which is I I I like to believe that the majority of people have a heart as is getting harder to hold on to that in this world we're living in these days and all the trish trash and the ugh splish splash trish trash and the, ugh yuck ugh I don't even want to think about it I don't even want to think about it. Not right now. Not while I'm talking about this, because then I'll have to get into all the trash people that want to bring up trash stuff when it comes to this man's legacy and, and getting up under my skin. But anyway, I I feel like it's it's a shame that he and his family truly did not get to enjoy the fruits of his labor and all of their labor and the support of his accomplishments and just really enjoy life. I mean, they did, they had the time that they had and you have to be grateful and appreciate the time that you had, but I'm just being honest. And when I thought about it and what was the, like I said, there was many, many different reasons to cry from the gut about this whole situation. However, um, what really tugged at me was just the idea that you could live your whole life, you could accomplish great things, and 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 just the blink, you don't really, you might not get to enjoy it. But what he contributed to the world and to his family and his legacy, it'll live on. Obviously, it it touched the whole world, and that's that's great. But wouldn't it have been nice to watch him? 
enjoy. I think it, it, it takes away some people's hope in a sense. And, and for me, I had to really watch that with myself because it makes you go, well, what is all of this shit for? Why? Why? This doesn't make sense. Why? And I've been through that before. I've been through that with my own situation. So you have to really watch that darkness when it starts to creep in and you have to pull yourself out of it almost immediately before you sit in it. You never sit too long in that depressed state, any any of the, those dark emotions. You don't sit in it too long. You acknowledge your feelings, you acknowledge it, then you pull your ass by the bootstraps and you get yourself out of that hole before you get stuck in there. But that, it just doesn't make sense because why? it just makes you almost lose hope. Like what, what he did, all, why he lived his whole life did all, why? And then you circle right back around into, well, if there are some people that die young and don't get to finish a lot of their goals and their dreams. Some people don't even start them. Some people only dream with their eyes closed. You know, a lot of people don't even take that leap of faith and start to live their dreams awake and out loud. I used to say that all the time. Dreaming is something you do when you're asleep. I got goals, you know, and that that's just to say, if I'm just going to lay here and sleep on it, then I'm never going to get anything done. So I, I, I but I can't say that I'm at a place in my life where I've accomplished everything that I want to do. Hell no. My family, I'm not at a place where I could take care of my whole family and enjoy fruits of labor and all. I'm still laboring. But if I was to die right now, would I say, yeah, I've accomplished a lot. I've contributed a lot to people. I've accomplished a lot. I just don't feel like I'm done. And that's what made me sad because everyone is just trying to lean in on Kobe like, oh, he just had this great life. And, and, you know, contribute it to the world and his family like you're supposed to. And yes, that is true. But damn it, we don't know if he was done. Every time you complete something, right? For the most part, you get new goals. And from how, from the looks of his life, post-retirement, looks like he had a lot of new goals to me. And it had everything to do with his family. I mean, what it was beautiful. It's it's a beautiful romantic thought that, you know, a beautiful loving thing that he died on his way being a good dad. And he and he and he, he perished with with the, the with his daughter. I I get I get the the romantic thoughts of that and the beautiful, you know, the the tiny violin sentiment of it. I really do. And it is beautiful. You want to have a beautiful story attached to your legacy. That's that's one, you know. He died being a great dad. Spending time with his daughter who played basketball that was <clears throat> growing to live in, in, in his footsteps and, and walk in his footsteps and all of those things. And I don't know, y'all. It's just, I teeter back and forth with it because you have to, you have to keep hope. You have to hold on to hope. So you tell yourself all of these things, but we don't know Kobe. We don't know his mind. We don't know his wife. We don't know their plans. We don't know what Kobe's new goals were. Didn't he just get an Oscar, right? For for endeavors outside of basketball. So what I'm saying is 
yeah, he had a full life and he completed, you know, an amazing task in basketball, legendary, but he didn't even get to see himself be inducted in the hall of fame. He didn't, y'all, I don't want to be Debbie Downer. I didn't even, again, I wasn't going to do an episode about any of this because it quickly goes dark and I don't want to go dark. I want to hold on. I hope I want to believe that I don't want to believe that as soon as you're done, it's like Mamba out, like out, out for real out. I know Mamba back in y'all Mamba back in. Come on. Why is I just, it's a shame. And there's really not too many words to really express how I feel about it. But I do know this, nobody, and I mean nobody, is going through or feeling what his wife felt and is feeling and will continue to feel for the rest of her life. She lost her husband and her daughter. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. And whatever trash person thought that it was a good idea to record the moment when she found out that her husband and her daughter died in a helicopter crash. Whoever thought that that was a good idea to record that and then upload it for the world to to look at, whoever thought that it was a good idea to exploit her like that is trash trash the lowest common denominator of a person and I use the word person lightly you're a monster you're an animal there's nothing about you that I respect Uh, I have to pray I have to pray on that one I have to pray to God on that one because you are a disgusting human being if I can use the term human being with you you're you're a dog you're a dirty untrained dog you're you're a wolf in the woods you're 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 tree scum you're the poop uh, on the, the your dog poop by the tree scum like how why why would anyone do that and mind you I have to I have to point out that I'm I'm saying this I I didn't see the video I refuse I saw I saw it trending I don't know if it was Twitter or Instagram. Those are my main two social media uh, accounts that I'm active on. And I saw it trending, like a trending topic, like people talking about the Vanessa Bryant video. And I'm like, please, no. Lord. So I don't know if it's true or not. I didn't see it. I saw it trending and I immediately said that whoever did that is trash. And I'll go one further. If it's not true and it was a fake video, the person who made it up is the same tree scum dog poop trash. Stop it, y'all. Stop exploiting these, like, this is real life. I swear to God, it's like we're living in the Truman Show with no Truman. Or maybe I'm the only Truman left because I know I have a heart, I have respect, I have empathy. I I don't know, y'all, it, it's not worth it. Social media likes and all, it's not worth, like, Where's your humanity? Where? Where's your humanity? That chick, uh, 
Abigail, I think her name is Abigail Disney. And I could get my computer and look it up, but, but look, the heir, heiress to the throne of Disney. Um, yeah, I'm gonna look it up because she, I knew that like when this whole thing went down, right. When Kobe perished, I knew it was only a matter of time before people brought up that rape case. And I I knew I was going to lose my mind about it because they always got to taint our legacies, right? And I'm not saying that, first of all, your leg, your legacy can't be tainted um, if, if dumb shit don't happen, right? So I'm acknowledging that. But, 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 but. One, have some respect, all right? Let's start there. His daughter died. Other people died. But you got to go there. All right. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. But she had the audacity when she tweeted it. And then she since deleted it, of course, because she's a coward. Like, if you're going to say it, say it. Now, I post and delete tweets all the time. Like, sometimes I just want to get something out in a moment. I'll delete it. Or if I have, like... um too many tweets about one thing. Like sometimes I'll tweet about like the Oscars is Sunday. Right. And I'm doing the hot mic live thing, which is great because I don't have to live tweet it. I could just do the chat and do the live broadcast and talk all my mess. Sometimes I'm just tweeting just to talk mess, basketball, whatever, whatever. And I just get it out in the moment. And then I delete it. Not because I'm afraid of anything that I posted, but because I just don't want my timeline to be filled with jibber jarber. I, I have things that I need people to see like grownafcomedy.com or my show at the stand is such a, such a date. I don't want people sifting through a whole bunch of, you know, tweets about uh, one thing. So I'll just leave a couple of them up and then I'll take the rest down. You know, so the most popular tweets or whatever I'll leave up. If a lot of people like them or comment on, I'll leave those up. But some of the stuff in between, I'll just take it down. So, but this Abigail Disney chick, she posted a very disrespectful tweet about Kobe uh, that basically was like saying, what did she say? I wanted to wait until some time passed. First of all, it was only a few days. I wanted to wait for some time to pass before she put the sledgehammer down. He was a rapist. Deal with it. Hold up, bitch. Hold up. Hold the phone. First of all, who are you to put a sledgehammer down? Let's let's look at it this way. Uh, the judge didn't even put the hammer down. You know why? The case was dismissed. People are like, oh, he was acquitted. He was not acquitted. It never even went to trial. Right? Look, look it up, people. Look it up. This girl, in the great way, uh, words of Tupac Shakur, this groupie who bent the truth and told a lie, right? She was not a credible uh, witness. She wasn't credible at all. She had several men's uh, cum in her vagina when they tested her. She was on medication for schizophrenia. She was a failed singer who auditioned for American Idol. 
Look it all up, people. Look it all up. This never even went to trial and it was settled in a civil suit out of court. So, AKA, she got paid. Good for you. Good for you. And when Vanessa Bryant sat next to her husband and held his hand while he was humiliated, because yeah, he did something wrong. He cheated on his wife. He he had sex with that girl. Yeah, he admitted that they had a moment that was consensual. But you know what he said when, and, and I think this is what, where people are getting a lot of this confused is when he had, he had humility. He apologized to the girl and he was like, look, it was consensual, but after listening and hearing you out, I, I respect your feelings. I hear where you're coming from. And I'm sorry that you had a bad experience is basically what he said. He didn't say, yeah, I raped that bitch. No, he didn't say that. But, but people like Abigail Disney, I'm assuming, took his humility to, to be a, a human being, a person that says, hey, even though you, you're accusing me of this horrendous thing that I did not do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the bigger person and go, hey, I hear you. I hear you. He apologized to his wife and, and publicly, and we remember that moment. And I don't want to go too far into it. I just want to actually defend the moment in in his death of people just trying to bring that up. And it's like, yeah, he had a case. A lot of people have cases that aren't true. Someone had the audacity on ESPN, because I, I forget who, one of the broadcasters, it was one of the females, um... It was so many people talking so much stuff. She had the nerve to say, I wonder what his accuser thinks about his death. Why? I don't give a fuck. Excuse me. I don't give a damn what she thinks. I don't give a damn what she thinks. Is she thinking what the woman who accused Emmett Till of whistling and then he got lynched and died, which was the start of the uh, civil rights movement, along with the other things, you know, uh, Rosa Parks and all of that. But Emmett Till being lynched, 14 years old, because a, a groupie bent the truth to told the lie. This woman lied and said that he whistled at her. And they brutally murdered that little boy. And then on her deathbed, she admitted that she lied. She lived her whole life. He died a, a terrible, horrific death at 14. She lived her whole life, her whole life. And on her deathbed said that she lied about Emmett Till, that he never whistled it, that that, that, that didn't happen. So yeah, I don't, I don't really care what his accuser is, what, what she thinks about his death. I really don't. And I don't care what Abigail Disney thinks. I don't. I think that there is a thing called redemption. And if anybody has shown us how to redeem ourselves from a bad decision and a mistake, it was Kobe Bryant. So let's leave it there. Let's leave it right there. Okay. 
The man never went to jail. Was He wasn't found guilty of anything. But, oh, he's a rapist. Deal with it. What do you mean by that? Deal with what? Deal with his death of him and his daughter and all of these other people on this, this helicopter? Are you saying he deserved to die? It, because of, of an accusation that never, you know, never panned out? Hmm. Is that what you're saying on your high horse, Miss Abigail Disney? Yeah, I, I won't be getting a Disney streaming service. I don't know about you guys, but that that really, I mean, there's, I could talk about a lot of stuff. And I, I know if, if there are any comedy fans out there, people are probably thinking about Ari Shafir. I ain't even going to go there. All I got to say is, you know, I get what Ari does, you know, but at the same time, I, I didn't see the joke. Where's the where's the setup punchline joke? I, I didn't see it. And what I'm getting exhausted of in comedy is people using comedy to hide behind what felt to me like a statement. Like he just made a statement. You know, he he didn't. he. And again, I, I'm not going to look it up and read it just like I didn't look it up and read Abigail's. But you can look it up for yourself. I'm saying the gist of what it was. She says sledgehammer. He's a rapist. Deal with it. It was more to it than that. But that was the gist of it. And with Ari Shafir, um, he he doubled down with a video after he posted this tweet saying, you know, today is a great day. Shout out to the hero that forgot to like gas up the helicopter. Something disgusting. And, you know, he is a rapist, all that, blah, 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 blah. Um, again, I I didn't see the setup punchline joke. Maybe I'm missing something. But I I hate the fact that People in and out of comedy use use the idea of comedy that they could just say whatever. Now, you can't say whatever. I do support free speech, and I do think as a comedian, we should be able to say whatever we want 100% of the time. 100% of the time. But I also don't like pulling the comedy card when you know damn well you just wanted to make a fucked up statement. You didn't you didn't have a setup and a punchline. You know, when um when the Kobe thing happened and I was like um I I was talking to one of my uh comedian friends on the phone and we were talking about how his last tweet I said, you know, his last tweet was to Kobe. I mean was to LeBron about um and this is this is just to this is just to show you what I mean. Here's a clear setup punchline right right, right there. Boom, one line. Um, his last tweet was to LeBron congratulating him about passing him in the, the all-time scoring thing in basketball. But I bet you tomorrow the headlines won't be about that. Now, that is a tasteless, tasteless joke. I didn't tweet it. I, you know what I mean? It It was a moment where... You're, you're just in the, sometimes as comedians, you know, we'll say crazy stuff just to keep ourselves out of our feelings. You know, I'm crying and, and I'm, I'm talking about it and I'm just, you know, looking for something to make myself feel better. But I know that that's tasteless. I know it was, and the only reason I'm saying it right now on this podcast isn't to be tasteless is to say, I'm a comic. I get it. 
you think of fucked up stuff it's tasteless it's too soon it's all of these things and and then you make a decision whether or not you're gonna say that now i'm not desperate for a laugh i know how to write jokes i know how to perform comedy i'm growing in it i'm getting better and better and better you get up get better that's the name of the game i'm not desperate for a laugh by any means, I'm not desperate for clicks. I don't give a shit if 25 people follow me, 25,000 or 25 million. I'm not ever going to allow myself to be so desperate in the game that I will lose my own moral compass and and have a lack of integrity just to get people to, to, to make me go viral or it, I don't, I don't, I just don't care that much. So maybe Maybe that means I won't get very far. Maybe I will get very far, but I know I'm going to get to where I'm getting with my integrity intact. I don't need to post something like that. Understand? So I get that some people do do that and they have the, the right to do that, but they also, you know, there's consequences to everything you say and do period point blank. You cannot expect to not have consequences, right? And and co all consequences aren't good and, and all consequences aren't bad. And sometimes it's somewhere in the middle. I don't know what he was expecting. And quite frankly, I really don't care. That's him. But what I don't like is when comics or anybody else pull the comedy card when you know damn well you just wanted to make a fucked up statement. I felt that way about Roseanne when she said that that stuff. I was like, come on, Roseanne, you're way too experienced. You know, could have been. A, and then the, the lines start getting real thin and gray. And then as a comic, you find yourself pulling back like, ah, I don't want to judge every comedian's joke. But I also want to believe that you truly were joking and not just trying to hide behind comedy and taint the world of comedy with your bullshit statements that really weren't where's again, where's the setup? Where's the punchline? What, whatever. So at the end of the day, I'm a black woman. I, I could be pulling all kinds of cards, right? But I don't believe in pulling a woman card. You guys have heard me talk about me too. And all of that. It Stop watering down the idea of rape. And, you know, as, as a, a, a victim of, of, you know, the things in my past, that I haven't really fully talked about publicly before. Um, but I, I take it very seriously. So if someone brushes up against your shoulder or, or, or touches your hair or something, I'm sorry. I'm just not going to throw that. I, I hate when that's getting thrown. Don't, don't pull the woman victim me too card when there's real rape out here happening. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that men should be able to just touch you inappropriately either, but I'm saying we got to find a way to not always be pulling cards that don't need to be pulled. As a black person, I wish you would pull the black card. I've used this as an example before. If you're a criminal, you rob a bank and you get arrested and you start pulling a black card like, oh, it's because I'm black. No, it's because your criminal ass robbed it. Take your criminal ass to jail and never mention the fact that you're black again in any part of the justice system. I don't want to hear it because there are people people of color in the justice system that shouldn't be in it. So stop. And I feel that same way about comedy. Stop pulling a comedy card just to be fucked up. You know, you know, and, and, and maybe 
maybe it was his way of joking. Maybe Ari is genuine and saying, hey, it was a joke. Maybe there there was a setup and punchline. Maybe there was something in there that was um, that he and his fans can see that I can't see. And that's fair, too. But I say this about everything. When you turn out the lights at night and it's just you and God. Y'all know the truth. You know the truth. And if you can live with it, hey, that's you. That's what you want your legacy to be. That's you. That's not me. I I got more confidence in my ability to be funny than to go for something uh, extremely fucked up for no reason, really. For what? Likes? To go viral? To have people looking for... Here's the other thing. People were like literally threatening him on his social media. Like, hey, you got these comedy dates. I'm going to see you at your show type thing. Now, we all know there's a lot of crazy people in the world. Like, there's no metal detectors at, at, at comedy shows. What, what, if, what if, you know, and I hate to put stuff out there like that, but just saying, y'all, come on. You, you put in everybody in comedy at risk. You go do a show. Everybody in that comedy club is at risk. I, 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 somebody had told me that they, he was appearing somewhere and he, they canceled him or whatever because people were threatening to burn down a club. I don't want to get burned down or catch one of his bullets. You see what I'm saying? But anyway, I'm going to get off it. You guys, you get my point. You get the context of what I'm saying. And, and that's why I, I, enjoy my fan base and the people that follow me you get what it is and hey I, I'm a comic there there may be a time where people don't understand what I'm saying and and there may be stuff in the past present or future where I might be under fire for something that I said I acknowledge that as a comic and that's why I tread lightly when it comes to judging other people's comedy and when they say something how they say something too soon not too soon I just think there's a way to do things for me and if I'm ever under fire you know if I'm ever if I'm ever out there catching smoke my fan base will know I'll know God will know my family my daughter my people will know the context in which I did it wasn't to be foul, even if someone's like offended by something. It's never my intention. You know, I try to think higher than that with my material. And I don't mind taking L's out there in these comedy streets in terms of if a joke bombs, I'm good. I'm going to learn how to put it together. I'm not going to go for the low hanging fruit. It's, it's, I'm, I'm not going for likes. I, I'm not ever, 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 ever. It's not my sole purpose. And I, I just, I, I really wish that the world was different I, I, in a lot of aspects, but everybody ain't the same. And at the end of the day, it's sad that Kobe, his daughter, and all of the other people on that helicopter lived short lives and died so suddenly and 
my prayers, my I, thoughts and prayers at this point is aggravating everyone. But my prayer is directly for Vanessa Bryant and other people that are hurting, but no one is hurting like that woman. I pray that God, you give her the strength that she needs to get through this loss that she's going through of her husband and her child so that she can be strong for the, the other children that she have that, that survives their father and sister. And I hope that everyone around her is genuine and the ones that are not, please, dear God, let it, let their true colors be seen and dismissed from her presence so that she can have as much of a clear mind as she can possibly have and moving forward. I know firsthand the loss of a, a of a of a partner, her husband, my fiance was it's it's hard. It's hard. Um that that's a big loss for her and she's been with him since she was in high school. She doesn't even know any other. Can you imagine? I remember a long time ago, I, I saw a video or I, I don't know if it was like I was watching a documentary. It was something about Kobe and they were talking about how he hooked up with Vanessa and how he pretty much, you know, was sending her flowers and stuff to her school. He was young. I think it was like right out of high school for himself or whatever in the league or however the story goes now. But the gist of it is he was sending her flowers and all kinds of stuff like to school every day. And they were like, going to suspend her. Like, like you got to tell them to stop. <laughs> you can't have this interruption in school. And he was basically, it, that's, that was his wife in his eyes and, you know, true love from the door. I like to think of it that way. And, um, again, it's it's really not much else to say except, you know, unfortunately, Mamba out, Coach Vaughn out. That's it. Thank you for listening to the Coach Vaughn Podcast. And be sure to follow me on social media at Vaughn Carlo on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also find all my links to my comedy shows and my other podcasts, the Grown as Fuck Podcast at grownafcomedy.com. Don't forget to leave me a voice message and tell me all your grown as fuck gripes. Go to grownafcomedy.com right now. See ya. At this time, I'd like to have a moment of silence for Kobe. 24 seconds on the shot clock. <laughs>